My name is Brianna, and I welcome you to the Tales of Adventure, a D&D podcast like no other. My name is Josh Ogilvy. I play Claro on Die Rolling UK. We usually stream every Tuesday night at 7pm GMT, although we're on a little break at the moment and we'll be back for season two later this year. Where in the world am I? How did you, how did I get here? Wait, did you, did you do this? Uh, uh, who? Me, I didn't. This is just a bar. This is this is a this is a bar. It's a dream too, and I'm in it. Are you sure you didn't pull me into your dream somehow? Did you take something before you fell asleep? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've taken a few pints of this ale. This is uh, that's probably the answer of your dreaminess, I think. Okay, so you fell asleep drunk. That still doesn't explain there's a lot of weird stuff going on who are you me oh i'm just i'm just uh just a little old half elf just uh hanging out in this here bar you know uh missing my friends really uh you know been searching for them but uh yeah i thought i'd just drown my sorrows a little this may sound like a rather dumb question what country are we in oh we're we're in asher asher run by the Run by the elves. Where are you from? Okay, so I'm not that far. I just arrived at Asha not too long ago, and I've been tracing some rumors of strange things going on, but I don't think I've ever been to this bar before. Well, I could tell you some stories. Asher is not your normal kind of place. I miss the city, to be honest, and uh, normality. What all's going on here, and what can you tell me? Well, a uh, whole lot has changed. I mean, myself and my friends, having been in a dream state like this, I think we killed a god. That actually explains a lot. I forgot to ask, what's your name? Oh, I'm, I'm Claro. It's nice to meet you. Who are you? I'm Istra. I've, like I said, I've not been here long, but you killing a god does explain why the rumors I was hearing. The dream thing is still very strange. Oh, there's madness going around. There's madness going around for sure. I went to a town not too long ago, Fussbrook, where the, the just the little halflings, they, they thought they were having a good time and they were having all this uh, this meat to eat and uh, you know, they, they just, they were focused on all the tasks they had to do. Oh, I gotta drink this water, oh, I gotta dig this hole. And uh, it turned out that was, that was not the truth. Uh, a lot of those people had died of starvation in their in their madness. It was it was horrifying. I was glad to get out of there. This place is weird. So take me back to the beginning. When did the strange things start happening? Uh, well, I got a letter a long time ago in the graveyard when I was I was tending, and uh, a man came to me and he gave me a letter, an invite to a place, a place called Weirdwhip where heroes could go and, and strangers could go and 
and uh, fight against the elves and, and fight for what was right. All of the strangeness really started then. Oh, and then obviously there's the voices. Voices? Oh yeah, that's uh, that's a whole other story. Just climbing in my head and telling me things and helping me understand the magic. But yeah, I just I sit by running water. I sit by noise. I can't hear them. Everything's fine. And and to be honest, ever since I started using the magic, they've kind of gone away. So it's not too bad. But yeah, I got caught using magic and I had to run to Weirdwit. I had to get away. I, I did notice there's not much magic here. I almost got in trouble myself. I had to resort to some of my other skills. Keep it down. Don't say the M, the M word at all, really. I'll be honest with you. What, what does this country have against magic? Oh, well, they tell stories. They, they tell uh, great stories of, of Demeric the Brave, an, an old hero, uh, coming and, and, and uh, killing the demons and forcing the magic out. And uh, Demeric was a, a brave elf. Really, their, their whole society is based on uh, the dispersal of the magic. And to be honest, in my travels, I'm starting to think maybe it was a lie. Doesn't make much sense. Na magic tends to be a very natural part of things. It's not always natural in specific instances, but on the whole, it's not bad. Um, maybe if you ignore the the madness and uh, uh, you know the, the general voices in my head, uh, the magic has been pretty useful. I mean, some of my companions, Thorinir the Wood Elf, he's uh, he could turn himself into a badger. That's that's not really very offensive magic. It was quite cute, really. I had friends who could turn themselves into a badger. I once saw a young girl on the street turn into a bear, and when she turned back, she was fairly confused. Apparently, she didn't realize she was a druid, and she didn't believe me when I told her. Well, and that just happened to her on one day? Apparently, that was the first time that particular strange thing had happened. Oh, I set fire to some grave robbers, you know, so I can relate. That's not... It was a crime. Yes, that, that, that's a crime and typically frowned upon, but I guess if you didn't do it on purpose. Well, there's lots of things we didn't do on purpose that weren't, weren't really good in the last couple of months. We tried to save people, we killed a few people, and... You know, we, we weren't good people at all. Uh, there was a, a halfling called Jingo. He was my friend. He was the weakest of us. But his his little wife, Garrus, had been taken captive by some hillmen. We went to save them, but in the ensuing fight, they were lost. And uh, it really dwells on my mind. You know, the magic has allowed me to do great things, but also it's not saved everyone. That's unfortunate. Sometimes you can't save everyone. Something I struggle with myself. Yes? Yes, indeed. So, I'm fairly curious. Why did you kill a god? What's the story there? Uh, well, the creatures of the forest have been going mad. And this madness on came down onto the halfling's town. And the humans were enslaving halflings and... I believe we were on a quest. We were given it by the people of Weirdwit. But they were very cryptic. And it took us all the way into the mountains. All the way down deep into a cave. 
finding the root of the madness. And eventually, we came across the god. A black face in a swirl of madness. And we fought it to get rid of the madness, to help the, the people, help the forest, help the halflings. And we were presented with a choice. And in the end, we chose to slay him. It was confusing, horrific, but it felt like the right thing to do. I hope we save the forest, and I, I hope we save the animal. So, you believe a god was causing the madness? Oh, we were told. We met a great man called Holm in a blue forest outside the town of Broga. He told us, he, he said, you know, that the void, the darkness void was doing this. The creatures had gone mad, and the people had gone mad, and uh, I believed him. He was a great man, he was a gentle man, and we took his information, his knowledge, and his instruction, and we headed on our quest. Ultimately, if you could have seen it, if you could have seen the darkness that we saw in the state that we were in, deep in that in that dreamlike cave and dungeon, I think you would have believed it. You would have believed that it was a god. And did his death help? I'll be honest, I just woke up here. Oh, you've just finished killing him, and then now you're here. Yeah. Couple of drinks in. It, it's not too bad. Oh, this world is giving me a headache already. Yeah, it does that. It does that. But my, my compatriots kept me sane on the way. Uh, Malkin, the human, he was good to me. Uh, a man really deep-rooted in justice. Uh, Zolan, our gnome, uh, he was a coward, I'll be honest. And of them all, the one that gave the greatest sacrifice and the one that really looked after us was Nollis, our sea elf. But I believe I believe he died. I believe he died. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. When people die in Asher, they don't come back. Oh, I imagine not, would not considering it takes a great amount of magic to bring someone back. Yeah, again, the M word, I'd, I'd keep it down. Uh, don't worry, I've got some items that would probably be frowned upon, but they make it so... People don't always fully understand what I'm saying unless I'm talking directly to them. Also, I believe we're in a dream, so I don't think I need to worry. Yeah, again, I think it's the alcohol. I think, I think, I think it all makes sense in the morning. No, I'm completely sobered and... Even I can't see the faces of anyone in here, and they're just doing the same thing over and over on repeat. Now that I squint, you might be right. Batten, I haven't been able to read a single thing in here. Okay, well, not a whole lot we can do about that if I've learned anything from killing a god. Just, just roll with it. So you're very familiar with this madness, yes? Oh, it's... That's what got me in this mess in the first place. I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't want this life for myself. I didn't want the life of an adventurer. I, I was quite happy tending my graveyard and just, just being, staying away from the people and not being abused by the elves and the humans alike. But they came to me, the voices in my head, and they taught me things. And I, I feel like I've lived with the madness ever since. Anyone else ever reported such voices coming and teaching them things as yours have? Uh, Holm, the man that we met in the forest, he he could hear, also hear the voices, the madness, and he he helped. But I'll be honest, the more I use the magic, 
the less I hear the voices, the more I can be with my friends and help them on their quest. Yeah, I don't, I don't consider myself mad, not anymore. Marty described it, the more they began to wonder if maybe the madness is caused by the magic not being used in this world. Like, it's trying to get attention. You know what? That might be true. That might just be the case. I never really considered that. I think that makes sense, because I have never seen a madness like this in a, any of the worlds I've been in. And I've been in some strange worlds. You've been to more than one world? How, how do you do that? It's a bit of a long story, but I've always, ever since I left the world I'm from, which is no longer, I find I'm able to walk between the worlds with ease. There are other limits to things I can do, but... And you said that my life is confusing. <laughs> I think not. I've been around for a while. It's gotten a little less complicated to understand, but it's still not easy to explain. I want to step beyond the void. One of the voices I heard was calling out my name. I sat in a cave full of coal and I closed my eyes and I could see into the darkness. See beyond the world that we see. And there I found an owl of all things. But I think the owl was calling out to me. And when I opened my eyes, there he was. He's, his name is Reap and he is my owl. That's different. Well, you see, I, I also have seen into other worlds. Yeah, it sounds to me like the magic here is sick in a way because no one's using it, everyone's suppressing it. And it's causing it to turn sour like milk that's been left too long. Oh, it's probably true. Except my friends and I, we, we've abused the magic. I've, I've seen the bad things that happen. The first town we went to, Callus, we couldn't get in and my skills with magic were poor at the time and... My compatriots were weak in their adventuring, and we caused chaos. They were they were dead, and and uh, my friends were imprisoned. It was a palaver, an absolute palaver. But we got out, you know, we 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 got on. Uh, but it taught me that maybe magic should be best left and and spared to just when you need to use it. Magic is a thing that takes practice. It's like with any other discipline, whether you are using a sword or crafting an object, it takes skill and practice and repetition to be able to do it effectively, to be able to control it. Can you do magic? Can you show me some magic you can do? I'm not sure how well that works in a dream world, but yes. I can play a small bell that makes people fall into a permanent sleep. Uh, I can set them ablaze with my hand. I can call forth a ethereal blade and use it as if the blade was being held in my hand uh, and if it actually existed. What can you do? Uh, I've done several things. Like I said, I can walk between the worlds. I can make people forget they ever saw me. I can make someone to tell me things that they may be reluctant to and then make them forget they told me. You would never do that to me, would you? I don't think that would work in this dream world. I can put people to sleep, not... Well, I can do it both permanently and not permanently. I prefer to do the second. I've created illusions. I've conjured fire. I've trapped someone behind an ice wall once. It eventually melted. 
they were trying to kill me. That's fair. Well, at least you managed to get away from them in the amount of time the ice wall took to melt. Yeah, there was an item that was had caught them in its thrall. It was a cursed object. Didn't work on me, so I tried to get them to kill me. Yeah, they don't sound very nice. They sound like they deserved it. Once I had destroyed the relic, they, they were fine. They were a little fuzzy on what happened, but they were all right in time. I think I've seen this pub before. I think I've, I saw this pub in, in the town of Broga. Yeah. yeah. Now the more I look at it, I do remember this pub. Maybe that's how I was drawn here, because I believe I was heading, planning on heading toward that town to meet with someone? I don't know. I have a friend of a friend who told me they should talk to their friend to figure out what's going on here. Oh, Brigger's, uh well, it used to be a worse place. I tell you, there was uh, just a terrible government running it, and they did a trade in fish that lived in the mud. And there were competing farms, and one farm said that they owned all the fish, and the other farm said that they owned all the fish, and it was very confusing. Eventually, the elves arrived, and, and uh, they wanted to take control of the town, and they were going to talk about trade negotiations, and, and in reality, people were being murdered, and there was just so much evil here. Being the heroes that we are, we just we just put it put it back in the ground, and lay the town out. In fact, I'm fairly sure this pub doesn't exist anymore. Sounds like this world needs a fair amount of help. I think it could probably do with less heroes, if I'm honest. If we're anything to go by. Uh, being a hero is not easy, especially in a world that doesn't think it needs you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We're usually turned away at you know, the first inkling that we're of any use at all. People don't like us. I find it's good that the world has someone willing to stand up and protect them, even if they aren't appreciative of it. I've seen what happens when no one is willing to stand up until it is too late to save the world. It's true, and you know, our quest was not an easily defined one. Those that we went to help were usually mad or uh, aggressive. The mountain men that we visited to save Garrison and, and help Jingo, they were a horrible people. They hunters and they collected animals and they were very aggressive. They had strange traditions. They would steal women from the local towns for their brides and we couldn't, we couldn't stand by and let it happen. If there was one place in this world that I have no regrets over the actions that we took there, it would be up on the mountain, on the bluff, the, with the mountain men. I can appreciate that. You see, the one unfortunate thing that many worlds have in common is the people who think they can take whatever they want without repercussions. Yeah, you've got to understand, though, <laughs> this is this is nothing new to me. A half-elf in a world ruled by elves and the humans are looked down upon. I sit in a position where no one likes me, just no one but my friends. You're also in a position to prove to people that you are more than your heritage. That's very true. I've done some heroic things. I've saved some people, people worth saving. I hope, uh, I hope I've proved them wrong. 
And I imagine once you get out of this weird dream space, you'll have a chance to prove even more. Surely there... I imagine there aren't that many half-elves in this world. But I also imagine you can't be the only one. There are a few street urchins and bartenders and people of low social class and status. But I've not met many. I usually keep to myself. As I say, I miss my graveyard. But if traveling the world's taught me anything, it's that it's worth meeting people. You know, for every bad person I meet, we meet someone friendly, someone worthwhile knowing. We met a huge ogre-like creature in Callus who was very friendly, creating a magic soup that sent people mad. But he was a good man. Was he aware his soup was sending people mad, or...? Uh, very much so. The pub was called the Baby Scarin, and when people ate the soup, they threw up the soup, they laughed, and they wanted more. As disgusting as it was, they were having a good time. This was a common pastime there, and he was doing a good job. I reiterate, this world is weird. Yeah, there's clearly something in the water. And probably in the air. Make the... Oh, once we get out of this weird dream space and you go back to your regular day-to-day life, what do you think you'll do? Well, I think maybe our quest is over now. But there are people who still need saving. Uh, There are a number of people in the mines run by the elves that could do with our help. There are people still in callous halflings that live life shackled, doing jobs that are not theirs. I hope that I can go out and I can can help the downtrodden. I can help people. You want to go out and change the world? Well, one person at a time. That's a... Good way of going about such a lofty goal. I've seen people try and do everyone at once. It doesn't end well, and they give up for very long. I'll be honest, if Reap was here, he would turn to me with his big owl eyes, and he'd look deep in and he'd say, you're no good at anything, Josh. And he'd be wrong. I hate that owl. How often do you have to deal with the owl? Too often. He is mouthy, and he is not fair. But he can see further than I can, so, you know, he comes useful in a fight. And I saved his life, so he owes me. Always good to have people owing you favors or debts. Yeah, even if they're just little owls. It's always annoying when you get stuck with a mouthy one, though. Have you ever had a familiar before? Have you ever had a familiar familiar? Have you ever had a nice familiar? Have you got any stories of familiars that weren't, you know, horrible? It's been a while since I've... I had a familiar, but I've seen people who have. I met a young goblin who was a tinkerer, and she, in a way, made herself a little mechanical familiar with this precious little lizard. Yeah, Zolin could do that. He made himself a little, like a mud woman that would hang out with him. She was shaped like uh, like one of our friends, one of our friends who died, called Elizabeth. And he called her Mini Elizabeth. And I have to be honest... It was about the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I imagine so. She had a smudge for her face. He's a good tinkerer, but she had a smudge for her face. That's that's not a good look. As I said, it's hard to get the elementals to conform to shapes. Yeah, I, I can confess to that. It looked terrible. I've also adopted 
familiars before that I've ever do with an owl before. It was fairly quiet and soft-spoken, but was very knowledgeable. Someone else's, I was helping it find its owner, which ended up being a fairly big thing indeed, and got me into some interesting situations. Now I know anything about owls. They, uh, yeah, they, they've got sharp tongues. Very much so. I got a good taste of that when we finally found where the owner had gone to, and it turns out he had done something really stupid, gotten himself in trouble, and suddenly the soft-spoken owl is hurling insults. That would make a drunken dwarf blush. Yeah, it sounds like you may, it might have hung out with, uh, with Little Reap, but you know what? He's my closest friend, because he's physically close to me at all times, so, you know, I couldn't go without him. I personally prefer the larger animals that I don't have to carry. Oh, he's pretty light. There's no worries. But you know what? I once saw Thorny turn into a cat. That was pretty impressive. Maybe one day I'll get a cat. Maybe a bit more subservient. A bit friendlier. Uh, I tell you, when I see Reet next, I'm going to get him. You're going to get him for what? Oh, everything. That little guy gets me in some serious situations. Happens often. Also, if you think a cat's going to be more subservient, you've probably never actually met a cat. Or seen a cat familiar. I've seen a friend in the shape of a cat. It's probably not going to be the same. Oh, they're, they're very particular and very snotty. Oh, but they're so cute. And they know it. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll stick to the owl. That said, they're really useful in a pinch, because nothing scares your enemies more like a like ten pounds of fur and anger flying at their face. I tell you what scares enemies more? A huge sea elf with big pointy ears and bright blue skin. I'm really gonna miss my friend. Is that the friend you lost, or is that some or are they parting ways? Nollis. We lost him when fighting the void. He, he went down in combat. He fought valiantly. He wasn't perfect. He was quite hard-headed. He worshipped the, the Thunder God and everything that came with that. But he was our cleric, a healer. He always looked out for us. And he was searching for his sister, or at least his sister had gone and he couldn't get her back. I'll tell this story to whoever I meet, in a bar, in a dream bar, wherever. Hopefully I can respect his memory by telling everyone about him. And who knows, maybe one day you'll be able to find his sister and tell her. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's not a bad idea at all. The sea elf can't be that hard to find in this world, especially there it is. Bright blue as you describe them to be. Yeah, but the problem is they're in the sea. They blend in pretty well. That's true. You can still ask her around, see if anyone knows anything. Oh, and you know what? I will. The the sea is to the to the west and the northwest. Maybe I can maybe I can help him out after all. Even now he's gone. Maybe you can. And that reminds me. I wonder how long we've been here. I have a feeling when we wake up, life is going to be very complicated for the both of us. Yeah, I might stay here for another pint. See where it leads me. I might join you. Could use a good pint because I have a feeling. There's going to be more fallouts for the death of his god. It's never simple when one of them dies. It's always a giant mess. He was a giant pain in my ass. So, 
We'll see. And let's just hope that whoever steps up to replace him isn't worse. If he gets a replacement. It's pantheons are weird. No, that's concerning. I think I'll have that pint. I'll also have another pint. Ooh, goody, they have my favorite here. Which doesn't make um dream worlds are weird. Dream pints are bigger than normal pints. That is true, and probably leave you with much less of a hangover. Oh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully next time we meet, it will be in person. I'll be able to meet the rest of your friends. I hope I remember you. Hopefully you're not just another deja vu. Oh, if I am, we can always get the good laugh out of it. Or at least I can. Perfect. <laughs> what a strange uh, meeting in a fictitious ethereal bar. Would it be weird if I said this is not the strangest meeting I've ever had? <laughs> of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toiber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it.